I don't know where everybody's going, but we're going to have to send somebody out there and rope them up. Amen. So before we, before anybody enters into a battle, whether it's a natural battle, battle or a spiritual battle, you have to study the enemy. Amen. Everybody, the United States government has a strategy. And they have spies. They have all of this modern technology where they send satellites up and, you know, it has cameras and they do all of this stuff. But the, the thing that we should understand and know, that God knows everything about your enemy. And he can give you information if you study him as well as the enemy and know your enemy, know his nature. See, when you know a person's nature, you know what they're capable of. You know what they might do. You know how they think. You know all about them. See, that's what the devil does to us. That's why he knows us so well. And that's why he pops us in the head all the time. Because he studies us. He studies your likes, your dislikes. He studies the places you go, the pe- kind of people you like. That's why he'll slab one in there that ain't good for you. But it'll look right on the outside. It'll talk right. But it means you no good. And so this is why he does that. He studies our nature. And especially if you are a carnal Christian, which most Christians are, because they don't know how to be spiritual. And they're not taught to be spiritual. They're just taught to go to church and tap the basket. And they're not taught to be spiritual. They don't pray. They don't pray for one another. When someone gets in trouble, they talk about it. They'll help them, but they gonna, it's after they tell everybody what, what's, the, the, what's the problem is. You know, you pr- tell one person if that's the person you, you have confidence in, pray. If that's your prayer partner, if it ain't your prayer partner, don't tell them. Amen? Because people deserve their privacy, especially when they face tough times. Amen? That was just a sidebar. Don't know where that came from. But anyway, you have to study the nature Now, studying the nature is different from studying that that person. Studying the nature, you know where they're coming from because you're studying the spirit or the heart of a person. Y'all got that? You're studying their makeup, their mental makeup, their chemical makeup. And you know what the next strike is going to be before they strike. In other words, you'll see him coming before he gets there. That's how we're supposed to study the enemy. So before you enter into a battle, you have to know who your true enemy is. It's not people. That's number one. Most Christians don't know that. They don't know that the people are not our problem. But it's the spirit behind the person. Amen. People are just tools. To be used for the true enemy. People are tools. In other words, the enemy uses them. Amen. They use, he uses weak flesh and undisciplined flesh, untaught flesh. Amen. That's why he raises up false shepherds. That's the purpose of a false shepherd is to not teach our people properly. So they can get their heads banged in by the devil. Like all of us had before we were taught. Amen. And that's why there's so many false shepherds. 
And the Bible refers to them as wolves. Amen. I'm just preaching. And so we have to beware. And we have to understand and know who the real enemy is. And it ain't flesh and blood. The Bible says, for we wrestle not against flesh and blood, but against principalities and powers and rulers of wickedness in high places. So our enemy is the true devil. (laughs) Satan, Beelzebub, the serpent. Uh, What else is, he's got a lot of names. I wrote them all down. When I was awake. (laughs) Let's go to Ephesians 6. Ephesians way to victory. Whenever you feel like you're not getting victory. I'm telling you go to the book of Ephesians. Ephesians is your way to victory. Always. Amen. Ephesians 6.12. It will walk you through to victory. Always remember that. Ephesians 6, 12, it says, For we, wrestle, we do not wrestle against flesh and blood, but against principalities, against powers, against the rulers of the darkness of this age, against spiritual hosts of wickedness in heavenly places. Amen. So in other words, you don't see what the enemy, you don't see your real enemy. You can't see him. Because it's a spiritual force. I mean, they're invisible in the invisible realm. In other words, if you're looking at so-and-so as being your problem, then you're on the wrong road. Amen? We all were there, but now we know better. And verse 13 says, Therefore take up the whole armor of God that you may be able to withstand in the evil day. And having done all to stand. You see why you have to take a stand? It's important not to walk off of a stand because the devil is there waiting on you. To, to just stop. He wants you to give in. Cave in. And don't take a stand. See a stand is, is a. Let me see how can I put it. It's an invisible force. It's kind of like a chain. If we do elbow to elbow everybody in here. It's a chain that can't be broken. That's what a stand is. A stand is also a watch. Where you're not allowing the enemy to come in and mess with anything that's under your authority, under your umbrella. Amen. And so when you not take a stand or when you give up your stand, you give up your authority over that situation. It's more than what. See, God ain't going to tell you that until it's time. But by the spirit, we have to know and understand how important a stand is. It ain't. To get what we want. Not really. That's just a bonus. But it's to just take a, a, a tight watch and put a hedge around what's yours. And you're saying, no devil, you ain't taking this. And in your stand, there's a lot of people. People that you're going to meet. People that you know already. Family members. It's not just for family. It's for people that you're going to meet, acquaintances, grandchildren. It's, it's somebody you meet at the market. Kim's mother. Well, I don't know her, but I know her by the spirit. Amen. And so it's for her mom to come through. It's for Tippy's mom, Miss Ella. Amen. 
And so that's why you don't give up a stand. It ain't about, honey, it's so much bigger than we know. And that's why I'm still standing. I ain't going to tell you no lie. When I saw what was connected to my stand, I said, I can't quit. I can't stop. I have to stand. And I have to believe God for whatever it is that he wants me to have because it's bigger than me. Amen. Hallelujah. So it's against principalities. It's against powers. It's against rulers. You see what you're standing against? You're standing against all of these things. Rulers of wickedness in high places. Spiritual wickedness. You're standing against that when you take a stand. The Bible says that your adversary is Satan, the devil, Lucifer. I named his names, everything that could come to my mind. The deceiver. A roaring lion. Hallelujah. And he's seeking whom he can devour. He's also called a serpent. Scorpion. All of these things. A a fallen angel. You know, he's all of these things. And more. Because he's evil and mean. And he hates us. He hates us. He's not going to be nice to nobody. Don't forget about trying to please him. It won't work. Because he's here to devour whomever he can. John 10.10 says he is here for no other reason but to kill, steal, and to destroy. No other reason. You know, when I read that right, I've been reading that, y'all know, for 40 years. <laughs> but when I really read it right, I said no other reason but. So it's no other reason. So he ain't going to try to do nothing else but kill, steal, and destroy. And I looked at that differently. I said, oh, okay, I got this. So I have to do what I'm doing. Amen? Not that I'm the only person in the world, but I'm the one God has called in this situation. And you were called in yours to take a stand. Amen. Let's go to Luke 10. Hallelujah. God knew what he was doing when he called us. Amen. And there's no turning back. (laughs) and you know why we we keep marching because satan is defeated amen the bible says he's a defeated foe call him what he is he's here to kill steal and destroy but he's a defeated foe he doesn't have as much power as he wants us to think but if he's loosed he can do a lot of damage amen the great deceiver the destroyer the great mimic When I looked up some of these names, I said, wow, that's deep. And you know another thing? It's good to know to get things confirmed because we always called him. Pastor Barb always told us from day one he's the counterfeiter. Amen. And then I found it in the Bible, the great mimic. I said, that's the counterfeiter. Amen. Hallelujah. The dragon. Apollyon. Amen. The serpent, the ex-employee of heaven. He's got a lot of names. The fallen angel. Hallelujah. But he's a deceiver and a destroyer. And you have to be very careful about, see this is why you can't go by what you see. Now, this is important. We've been talking about 
even yesterday talking about believing without seeing and seeing into the spiritual realm and trusting God, seeing with the eyes of faith what God has put in the inner man to let your heart and your inward man do the scene for you. This is why. Because he's a great deceiver. Because he's a, a mimic and a counterfeit. He'll show you something that ain't true. That's just how he works. He shows you things that ain't true. Now I understand. Well, that's the way it seems to really be. But it ain't really. People, when the devil get into people before they're born again, they flow along with his program. They act the way he tells them to act. <laughs> it's a long time before I realized that. And then I was seeing something. I said, well, now, God, wait a minute. You've got to teach me this is true what I'm really seeing. Am I crazy? And he showed me. He said, people, when they're, un- they're ungenerated spirits, something like that, he said, they follow his program. Even though they feel differently in here and don't want to do it. You know how we do sometimes. We don't want to hurt people's feelings. We just say, mm-hmm, instead of high ya and that person's devil. And see, because they don't have God to fall back on to, or the Holy Spirit to say that don't act like that or don't say that. Don't go there. Don't do that. Because they don't have that. Because look, at we got it and we sometimes don't obey. And so he, God taught me. Don't look at what you see. Now, does it make me mad sometimes? Yes. Just, be, you know, for some people to enter in and be that weak. And it pisses me off. But do you hold that person responsible in the midnight hours when you're in your prayer closet? No, you don't. Because they're just following the great mimic. The great counterfeit. That setting thing, he sets situations up to happen to confirm what you see. Took me a while, but I got it. And sometimes I, the Lord would allow me to sit and, and predict what was going to happen because I got it. And I said, now watch that happen, and sure enough. And see, you get to predict and understand and you can call what the devil's going to do before he does what he does because you call the shots so i learned that i can pray and prevent some things from happening amen you bind that devil before you go in the presence i don't want no trouble today amen and i'm saying yeah that's that's pretty cool you know i remember one time i was going somewhere i was going to be in the presence of some kin folks and and uh some demons too and Pastor Barb told me, just bind that devil before you get there. So simple. Couldn't you have told me a little years ago? But these things we're supposed to know. We get so caught up in our situation that we don't do the simple thing. Because you don't have to tolerate this stuff from the devil. You don't have to tolerate I don't tolerate it anymore. I tell the devil before, just wait until I get there. <laughs> You're going to act right when I get there. And they do. Because they obey. I learned this one thing, and I'm telling you, you got to believe me. Demons tremble at your presence. They do. Amen. You may not think they do, but they do. And, uh, you know, they just do. 
And that we were talking about that witch the, the other day. I think that was Avis and, and uh, Sheree. Because we just didn't talk too much about that day. I don't know why, but we didn't. You know, sometimes God will put a silence on your mouth. And for years, and <laughs> Avis said the other day, didn't you just evaporate? In the yard, I said, yes, she did. But I thought I was the only one who saw that. Remember, and I didn't say anything, but they saw it too. And they didn't say anything because it's just, hey, just another day in the life of a believer. And she was asking me, don't you, oh, you, what's wrong? You don't believe I can go around in a circle and come around? I said, oh, I know where you came from. And when I told her that, she shut up. I said, I know where you came from. I said, I know who you are and I know where you come from. And when I told her that, she didn't have nothing else to try to scare me with. And I'm looking at that little tattered Bible. I'm telling you, spirits are real. They are real. And her little partner that was weird was scared to get out that car, wasn't he? Her little Ahab. So you, you, we have authority. God taught us firsthand. We have authority over serpents, scorpions, over demons. Those people, those people who work for them at the gates, we have authority. But you got to not be afraid. And the only way we were not going to be afraid is God just threw us in there. You know what I'm saying? And I'm thankful for it now because I know for a fact that they are afraid of the little bit of anointing that we put on us. You know what I'm saying? They, they don't like that. Amen. They don't like it, and God will prove it to you. And it's not about walking like a buffalo, you know, you know, trying to go. It ain't about that. It's about your presence. Amen? Like the lady that didn't want to get in the elevator with you and Chuck. Chuck said, leave her alone. Let her go. <laughs> leave her alone. Because, see, you, you know. God want, lets you know what you're dealing with. And, it, and she did not want to close the door. I don't, I don't want to. What did she say? I don't want to get in. I don't want you coming in here. Yeah, I already know who you are. It's true. It's true. Don't take it lightly what God has called you to do. I'm telling you. Because, honey, we have power that we don't know about. Now, I ain't going to lie. God had to show me. Amen. And, but I'm glad he did. And I'm telling you that you walk in power. You don't have to take this stuff. But the devil is not your, the uh, people is not your problem. It's the people, the person that they, he worked for. They work for. And it's Satan the destroyer. But we have authority over him. That's why he used weak flesh. Amen. See, that's where fear comes from. See, if he didn't have fear, fear wouldn't be manufactured in him to put it on people. That's where fear comes from him. He is fear. And it's the opposite of faith. Amen. It's the opposite of the anointing. See, with the power of the anointing, you ain't scared of nothing when it's on you. Amen. Then you think about it later and say, wow, God, thanks for showing up. You know, what was I thinking? But I'm telling you. That ex-employee of heaven, we have authority over him. Amen. Hallelujah. So in Luke ten eighteen, Jesus was talking. And he said, I saw Satan fall like lightning from heaven. And behold, I give you 
the authority to trample on serpents and scorpions and over all the power of the enemy and nothing shall by any means harm you. Hallelujah. You got to believe that. Amen. Jesus is not afraid of the devil and he don't want you to be either. He saw him. That's why he's, a, he's witnessing what he saw. He said, I saw him fall from lightning. He got kicked out. Amen. Amen. 